Welcome to another episode of Stories by T. This is a podcast about telling stories and enjoying conversations. I am your host, T. Welcome. Welcome to episode two of our podcast. Um, I Before I begin talking about our podcast today and the specific um, murder today, I am going to just kind of preface this by saying I am recording this episode on June 19th, 2020. Um, So, I mean, everyone should be aware about the global unrest happening right now in the world. Um, Following the global pandemic, we also um, in the U.S. have, um, have kind of been experiencing, uh, I don't even know experiencing is a word, but it's been outwardly visible, the racial injustice that happens to Black people, especially Black men on the daily. Um, and this has been outwardly visible through the death of um, and the murder um, of George Floyd by a police officer. Um, so that's kind of the vibe that has been happening as I'm recording this, and that's the headspace that I'm in. Um, and so it, it, this, this topic that I'm going to talk about today it is, you know, it, it kind of is reminiscent of that. It feels kind of similar. It has that same vibe and um, it's really sad, but I am going to, um, of course, I'm on the continent of Africa and I am still um, here in Nigeria. So the topic, um, I guess, of today's episode is the Aliu for lynching. That's what it is. Um, so I'm going to go into it and just tell you a little bit about this. And, you know, I mean, once again, uh, shout out to Wiki. Um, I'm getting a lot of my information from Wikipedia. So first of all, we're going to talk, um, I'm going to go over the incident, talk a little bit about the reactions from the incident, and then talk about the aftermath following the incident. Um, So this incident occurred um, on October 5th, 2012. Uh, So it's about eight years ago. And uh, it happened to four young men who lived in, um, or who went to school, who were going to school in University of Portacot in Nigeria. Um, And so, and this is talking about how they were falsely accused of a theft and then were eventually lynched as a result of that. Um, So as normal, whenever we talk about this, I'm always going to focus on the names of the victims because I think it's important to always keep the focus on them. So even if I'm not able to pronounce the names fully, I'm always going to talk about the names of the victims. So um, and this, so so the names of the four victims. Let's first say that, and then I'll talk about kind of little terminologies that maybe we wouldn't be fully familiar with, that I am not familiar with at least. So this involves four men: um, Ugonya Obuzor, Toku Lloyd, Chiadita. Beringa and Tekana Elkana. Um, so that's, those are the four men, four young men. Like I said, they attended university, the University of Portacot in Nigeria. Um, and so what happened, kind of like, a, like the, the incident. So these are four men, and they call this the Aliu for lynching. And what they 
what they said is it's called a necklace lynching and we're going to talk about what that means essentially so the incident these are four friends um they were all um as as wiki says the first sons of their parents and i think it's important to say that um to provide some context right um being you know especially in the nigerian culture um being the first son of your parents is it's a big deal right so a lot of parents want to have you know sons and so if you are the first son of your parent it's it kind of places the it, it speaks to the importance in the position the, the important position that you hold in your family so i think saying that is important for context about how this this were good kids i mean well seemingly good kids but they were important in their families and they were in university you know and so they were all students of university of patakot they apparently were occasional roommates um sometimes spend the nights over at each other's house so apparently one of these men um Ogonya so Ogonya Obuzo sometimes spend the night at um Tekena who lived outside of campus because he felt like some people used to break break into his apartment on campus so in any case they used to leave you know hang out with each other and so there was a point where um Ogonya felt like there was someone who i guess um was owing him some debt um and he wanted to obviously go collect this debt. So he recruited his friend, like his friends, these three of his friends, please help me go. Um, well, I guess one of them was his cousin and then two of them were his childhood um, friends. Um, and so he said, please, can you come with me to the neighboring village or the na- neighboring town? I wanna go talk to this guy who owes me whatever it was that the guy owed him. This guy who owed him, his name was Bright. And so he said, I wanted to go talk to Bright. He owes me X amount of money. Um, and so when they got there, they went to the house of the person who owed him. And so I guess they got into some form of altercation um, or some form of misunderstanding. Um, and that, that ended up turning into a fight. And so the neighbor of Bright, who was the person who owed um, Ogonia some money, heard the noise and started screaming claiming that the men were there to steal apparently some laptops and some mobile phones that's so specific and I, i'm sure that there's something deeper that was happening because that's so specific um but in any case this neighbor thought that these men were there to steal something and so he calls he starts he or she starts to yell and then a vigilante group were alerted and so we they had the impression that this kid these students were criminals and that they were disturbing their community and so they came to kind of come take justice into their hands. Um, so they caught these four young men. They chased them through the streets by the stick and stone wielding vigilantes. So they stripped them naked. I mean, this is very, it's also kind of think about it. This is happening in 2012, right? So the fact that this is happening in 2012 also makes you understand how some some parts of Nigeria still are. Um, so they, they, um, they chase them through the streets by the stick, um, and then strip them naked. They beat them up and then they tortured them until they were almost unconscious. And then after doing all of this in the presence of a crowd, they dragged them through mud. Then they had concrete slabs dropped on their heads. Oh my God, this is crazy. They had concrete, concrete um, slabs dropped on their head and then car tires that were filled with petrol or fuel they were wrapped around their necks and this is what is called necklace 
um, necklace lynching. So they, so essentially necklacing them with petrol, um, petrol filled tires. This is crazy in um, order to burn them. And so while all of this was happening, and I can't even imagine, but apparently the sister of one of the men, Takena, um, was nearby and somehow um, heard that this was happening to her brother and his friend. And so, and, and so they said like a sister was nearby and discovered that her brother was about to be killed via jungle justice. So jungle justice, I guess, is like street justice. Um, if the police is not going to help us, we'll do it ourselves. And it must be common because the sister is like, this is happening to my brother. Um, I need to kind of find a way to intervene. So she tries to intervene and rescue her brother and his friends by yelling, like, please, they're innocent, they're innocent. But of course, there's a mob doing this and um, no one can hear her because the the crowd drowns her voice. And so um, people from the mob were actually telling her to go away and run away. So in a last attempt to try to save her brother's life and his friend's life, she decided to contact other family members and also to contact the police um but before the police or anyone were able to come to um assist or help this young man they had already been killed um but you know in in kind of thinking about what is happening now and what has been happening for the past few years is this murders were filmed with a mobile phone and they were uploaded onto the internet and so it kind of got you know so much um, it became viral from, 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 from this happening. Uh, so yeah. So, um, this recording that was, um, filmed of the murders happening was three and a half minutes long and it essentially showed everything. It showed, um, this four young men laying on the ground being quote unquote necklaced, um, bitten multiple times and finally set on fire. Um, so this video went viral and most of the, most viewers in, and so it went viral across apparently Nigeria and also across the world. Um, and, you know, thankfully a bunch, uh, most viewers were condemning the crime. I would hope so. Right. I mean, I think it's even crazy to say most viewers are condemning the crime as if that would be even an option to do anything but condemn the crime. Um, but, but I think we live in crazy times. Like I said, I mean, then in 2012 and now in 2020, it's still the same. Um, but anyway, people were condemning the crime. Um, there were a lot of condolences that were sent to the families of the victims. And so the Senate, um, condemned the jungle justice that the members of the community carried out. Um, and you know, it became, there were a lot of pro, there was a lot of protests happening, which once again is very reminiscent of what is happening right now. Um, there was a lot of protests happening and people were protesting and riots were happening, destroying properties in the community where the students has been, had been lynched. Um, so once again, I mean, it's, 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 and you know, to be quite honest, I had intended to film this episode way before, um, George Floyd happened and before all of the riots and protests started happening. But I think what it's really, I mean, in my heart has been so heavy this past past few weeks, but I think reading, reading this just makes me realize how crazy the world is, right? I mean, I'm reading this, this happened in 2012, we're in 2020 right now, that's eight years apart. And of course, we know this has been happening for hundreds of years. Um, but it also 
makes me think about the fact that this is happening um, in a separate different, in, in a completely different continent. This happened in Nigeria. This is, this obviously George Floyd is happening here in the U.S. And also thinking about the people that are doing it to each other, you know, here it's, it's because of racial injustice, um, white police officers, a white police officer um, killing a black man. In Nigeria, it's black people, Nigerians, killing black people, Nigerians. But I think it makes me think about just the heart of man, generally, in the fact that, and, and best believe that I am not, you know, trying to take away from anything, um, you know, I'm not trying to dilute the, or water down um, what this police officer did to George Floyd. And I don't, and I'm intentionally saying police officer because I don't even want to give his name any attention, but I'm not trying to water down what, you know, the racial injustices that happen to black people day in and day out in America, across the world, but especially in the U.S. I'm not trying to water that down, but I think just reading this makes me realize the fact that all across the world, we are just the heart of man is innately wicked. You know, like the things that we do to each other, the things that we say to each other, the ways that we act towards each other. Um, it's so incredibly wicked to each other. And I can't imagine how you sit on a man's, kneel on a man's neck for almost nine minutes and not feel any ounce of empathy, any ounce of like, how am I doing this? The man is begging for his life. And it's the same thing here. I can't imagine how you would burn down, you would beat, murder, you would put um, uh, tires on young men's necks. And I'm sure they were screaming and begging and begging for their lives. And you would see that. And as a human being, even if, even if they stole something, even if they did something wrong, how is that something that as a person you can see through and you can allowed to happen and and I can and I can also imagine the crowd like yelling and kind of being happy that this was happening um I can't imagine you know I can't imagine that kind of depravity that kind of just wickedness but in any case that happened there was a lot of riots happening um people protested the murder um and also we're destroying the communities because once again when people are pushed to the limit what happens is that they revolt and that's what the riots are. That's what the protests are. So when people talk about why why are you burning down the communities? Why are you looting? Is there a right way to seek justice? You know, when when someone has when people have been terrorized and um, put down over and over and over again, is there a right way to seek justice? So um, so that happened here as well. Um, like I said, and so the aftermath um, for this was, like I said, it was it was widely viewed in Nigeria and the rest of the world. And so the the, the crime further exposed um, this idea of quote unquote jungle justice or mob justice, which is still very prevalent in Nigeria. It's this idea that there's there's no you're not going to court, um, you're not doing anything. There's no there's no the, the there's no the jury is going to um, you know figure out if you're right and you're in the court of law and you're innocent until proven guilty. It's none of that. Like, it's just, if someone thinks, thinks that you did something wrong, they are able to just kill you on the spot. Um, and he exposed a lot of loopholes in the Nigerian law enforcement system. <sighs> this is 2012. I, you know, I, I hope that it's a lot better now, 
Um, and so several people were arrested in connection with the cri- with the crime. And so um, on July 31st, 2017, this was four years, four years and nine months after this incident, a River State High Court sitting in Port Harcourt's um, sentence uh, was sentenced to death a police surgeon, Mr. Lucky Orji, um, David Chinasa Ogada, and Ikechuku Louis Amadi um, for their active involvement in the murders of the four students. These were, you know, like I said, this is another thing that made me remember um, the, the murder of George Floyd is these were also policemen who were actively involved in this. Um, these are people who should have been trying to break this apart, but they were actively involved in it. And um, um, so, yeah, so so I think, you know, it's just, it's just incredible just thinking about that and thinking about when the idea that there are people who are there to supposed to be there to protect you and to serve the community, but sometimes they're they're doing just the opposite. And it makes you wonder if that is happening, then it's it's so it's so it's such a scary feeling and it's so disheartening, but it's it's just very scary more than anything. Because if the people who are there to protect you are the ones who are doing harm to you, when harm comes when harm comes, because it's going to come, who do you call? Do you know what I mean? Like, who do you call? Who can you trust to call? Um, because you don't even know who is going to help you. And um, it's disheartening because this is the stress that a lot of Black people, especially Black men in um, America experiencing right now. But I know my country, Nigeria, the the police system is not, is not, the best, you know, it's not the best, and I am sugarcoating it by saying that, um, you know, it's not the best, and so, you know, there are a lot of times when people are being attacked by thieves or by robbers, and there's no one, armed robbers, and there's no one to call, and so, you know, how that that's such a stressful life to live in, that's such a stressful life to, to kind of be in, you know, but I think, um, you know, it's just sad. It's it's just sad that that's the case. That was the case in 2012. And, um, you know, over the course of, of, of our, of, of, you know, this podcast, we're always, we're going to be looking at even more recent, um, you know, cases. And hopefully, you know, we will see, we'll be able to kind of figure out if things are changing or not. Um, but I think that that brings me to the end of this episode. I was able to shed light on, um, you know, a specific situation that happened on the continent in specifically Nigeria, but also related to what is happening right now um, in the U.S., but also globally, because um, the murder of George Floyd has had a global impact. And I and I desperately hope that this this conversations that people are having now, these stands that people are taking now, this would not be, um, this would not stop being, it would, it's not a conversation that people are going to stop having once things kind of die down. You know what I mean? I hope that um, everyone who has had the excuse that they quote unquote just didn't know that this was a thing. We didn't know that it was a thing. We didn't know that people were dying this way. There's no longer an excuse. 
There is no longer an excuse to be a bystander. There is no longer an excuse to say you had no idea that black people were dying at the hands of police officers. It's no like there is no longer an excuse. Um, but it is the same, this idea, this bystander effect that people have when it's not affecting you, um, you're able to just kind of like glaze over it and, and not talk too much about it. Um, but I, I'm hoping that across the world, um, we're able to, as a people, um, you know, start to stand up for each other. Um, because until we start to see each other as equals or as human beings, um, this, wickedness like I said that men have I I think it's always going to be there and so until we're able to start to call each other out and hold each other accountable um we wouldn't see any progress uh so I hope that you know as 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 that by the time that my my baby grows older by the time she's older and her children come along that as a world we are doing better um I really hope, I really hope we're doing better. Um, But I think that that's it for today. Um, Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to tune back in for more stories and for more interesting conversations. Stay blessed and talk to you next time.